Hey, Rob. This is Toby from the Secret Transmission Podcast. And also, Gibson, say hi, Gibson. Hi. I, um, I'm going to ask a seven-year-old who the best is out of AJ Styles and Dean Ambrose. Who's better? Dean Ambrose. He said Dean Ambrose. That means my man is going to get the world title back. Don't you worry. Don't be sweating it. He will get that title back. John Cena in the picture, that doesn't matter, man. That doesn't matter. Right? Yeah. All right. That's all we needed to say. That's it, man. We're done, right? Yeah. All right. See you later. You are now listening to Random Ramblings with Rob. Yay! Yay! <sighs> yeah! What up, everybody? This is your boy, B-Rob, and I am back with another edition of the Random Ramblings with Rob podcast. First and foremost, before I get started, I'd like to thank you, the listener, for coming back every week and listening to my podcast or however you listen to podcasts. And if you're, you're a new listener, I appreciate it that you're taking out your time to listen to me talk about some random things and whatnots. So, what you heard at the top of the recording was Toby from the Secret Transmission Podcast. Me and him has an ongoing Twitter beef about uh who should be the WWE heavyweight champion. Well, world heavyweight champion or world champion. However the fuck they pronounce the shit for SmackDown. And uh he believes that it should be Dean Ambrose. And I am opposing him and it should be the remaining and still champion as of current AJ Styles. And um, if you want to join into the beef, you got some other freaking grievances you want to air on Twitter as far as some wrestling shit goes, get at me. You can follow me on Twitter at it's B-Rob. That's I-T-S-B-R-O-B. Because I feel passionate and I feel strong about AJ Styles, me and I reigning and defending WWE world champion. Enough of that shit. Goddamn Toby. Dean Ambrose is a hack. Hear my words. He is not winning at the next pay-per-view. What is it? No mercy. There will be no mercy shown on Dean Ambrose from AJ Styles. John Cena is around. Like you said, it doesn't matter. Cena is merely there to eat the pin. You know, you know what I'm saying? So hear me clear. AJ Styles walking out of no mercy as your freaking WWE world champion. I got a guest this week. <laughs> and, uh, I, I worked with this dude when we uh, were both in the military. Uh, he got out uh, a lot longer than um, he got out earlier than I did. He's been out for about two years now. I just been out for, you know, about a month legally, but I've been on leave for like three months. So I had I, you could say I've been out for three months. I've done grown facial hair and all kind of stuff like that. Finally finding out that I have gray hair because I don't have none on my head because I keep it shaved. And um, I never was able to grow out, you know, my full facial hair because, you know, 
military frowns upon that unless you got a no shave shit then that's a whole different bag of worms not only even get into that shit but yeah so been chilling for the past three months um i'm enrolling in school <laughs> lord knows i don't want to do it but i gotta do it reason being because like i'm so close to getting my associates I'm like, fuck it, I might as well just finish it. And then they're going to pay me for it, too. I mean, it's not like I got to come out of pocket or nothing. That good old GI Bill. Appreciate you, Uncle Sam. And uh, speaking of money out of pocket, let's. I got to tell you this. My wife said I should say this on the show because she thought it was rather humorous. You know, I was going through some woes and shit. My daughter had a dentist appointment. You know, she got braces in the mouth and everything. And anybody that has kids, I mean, you know, those little motherfuckers are costly. They cost you some coins, some change. But they're your kids. You love them. You take care of them. That's what you're supposed to do as a parent. So my daughter had an appointment. I take her to the dentist and everything. First off. The motherfuckers had my heart beating pretty fast because I got dental insurance and everything. And, um, you know, they take care of a hefty load of the bill. So I knew I was going to probably have to come out of pocket um, and pay the difference or whatever I owed, whatever the insurance didn't suck up. So I'm sitting there waiting on her to get done with the um, cleaning and all the exam shit or whatever. And then um, the lady was like, you know, it's going to be like 50 bucks uh, for her full mouth x-ray if it was just like sides or just partial x-ray it would have been free but she had to get the whole full-blown thing she a new patient here 50 bucks i was like cool no problem i got a hundred dollars cash on me because you know i didn't anticipate the bill being that high but i got a hundred dollars cash on me i didn't have my i forgot my fucking wallet but i had a hundred dollars cash so She's like, 50 bucks. All right, cool. So I'm sitting down. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. It's kind of my fault. I should have probably asked when I got there it to take cash. But when it was um getting, she finished her x-rays. She's about to go in there and get an exam and a cleaning done. And before they do that, protocol is that, hey, this is what you're going to be paying today before we start anything. Because you don't want a motherfucker to put in work <laughs> and get gypped, do some dining dash at the dentist's office and shit, right? So... The bill came up to a hundred and twenty five dollars. And I was like, holy shit. I said, this don't seem right. I understand the 50 for the x-rays. You know, I wasn't really compensating for that. But, you know, I had that covered. You know, I was expecting to pay like, you know, maybe 20, 30 dollars. You know, whatever the insurance didn't cover. Right. So. She pull up $124 and I'm like, oh man. <laughs> and I'm already in my mind thinking about, man, shit, can we set up a payment plan or something? My wife at work, I can't get a debit card. This is some bullshit. So, um, she seen the look of concern on my face. Well, not so much the lady that she was showing me the prices and everything. She had, um, uh, the manager was behind her and, uh, she was, over checking the work, she's like, "Excuse me, let me let me get in here and do some stuff because I'm something something's going on. I need to check this shit out." And I was like, "Please do, because I only got a hundred dollars cash." So she in there, she doing some wizardry. She doing her dental, computer algorithm, Skynet, 
banana boat type shit on the computer. And she's like, oh man, why this shit ain't taking? Because this shouldn't be right. You know, she's doing her thing. And I'm in this bitch sweating. Like, fuck, I'm going to pay for this shit. Anyway, she work her magic. She do her thing. And um, she's like, okay, we got everything straight. Your total is going to be $71. I was like, cool. We straight. I was like, all right, do y'all take cash? She's like, yeah, we take cash, but we don't have any change. I was like, motherfucker. So I was like, all right, no problem. I can walk out here to um, Subway, get me a sandwich while I wait. Because, you know, it was what it was. It was Monday. So it was sweet chicken teriyaki day. I've been looking at all them goddamn Subway commercials lately. So I go up in the Subway, get my sandwich and everything. And I was like, uh, hey, man, you got change or whatever? He's like, change? Nah, man. You, you say you ain't got nothing smaller than a 100? It's like, fuck. I was like, nah, man. All I got is this $100 bill. He said, nah, man, I ain't got I can't even break that, dude. I was like, god damn it. So I was like, all right, let me go to Starbucks right across the way and I can get some change. And I pay for my motherfucking sandwich. So I was like, God damn. And I done had this man make this damn sandwich. And once again, I had to go back because it was my fault. I knew I only had a hundred dollar bill and I should have asked beforehand, Hey, can you break a motherfucking hunger? My fault. Understand completely. So leave the subway, go across uh, the parking lot because this is all in the same parking area to the motherfucking Starbucks. I was like, Hey, Starbucks man. Can you give me some change? She's like, sure, no problem. I got the keys right here. Open up the register. How much change you need? I said, I need change for a hundred. He said, ooh, oh man, I ain't got that much change. I'm sorry I couldn't help you guy. I said, he said, there's a CVS right here across the street and then they got a bank over there. And I was like, God damn it. All right, thanks. Appreciate it. So I leave at the motherfucking Starbucks. And remember now, I'm in Houston, Texas. People don't drive uh, you know, f- catering to other people's safety. They just drive because they need to get to the fuck the way they need to get to. So they don't give a shit about nobody else. Pedestrians, dogs, cats, police, they don't care. They drive like Mad Max. So I'm doing the Frogger thing, trying to get across the highway to the motherfucking bank, Wells Fargo, duck and dodge traffic. The goddamn, the pedestrian traffic light thing didn't work. So I had to zip zap zoop and flip across the goddamn the highway to get to the other side and i get there walk across the parking lot get to the motherfucking bank the bank you think the bank i have changed for a hundred dollar bill right because they have a motherfucking bank go inside the bank get ready to put put my hand on the freaking handle to open up the door to walk into the lobby and i was like god damn it's dark in here and i look up there's a sign on the door that said Wells Fargo is closed for the day due to electrical issues. Motherfucker. I couldn't get changed from the motherfucking bank because the bank was closed because they had fucking power issues and shit. So I was like, God damn it. So I'm going back through the parking lot, going back toward the CVS. On the way back, I stopped in a Sloshki's Deli. I said, like, hey, dog, you got changed for a hundred? No. I was like, all right, cool. Leave out of Sloshki's Deli. Go Deli deli and i go in the motherfucking cbs so i'm i'm pretty sure they're gonna they, i'm expecting them to ask me to buy something before they give me change so 
on the day that Arnold Palmer died, I decided to get me some Arizona iced tea, some Arnold Palmer's or whatever, so I can pour up for my homie. Now, I'm going to the register. I got four, because there was four for a do- four for $2. So I got me uh, four Arizona iced teas. I'm going to the register. I'm fucking double fisting them and everything because they didn't have no little baskets or nothing. So I'm fucking crab clawing these goddamn things in my hands. Go up to the register. And I sit them on the counter because they had people in front of me. And I didn't want to sit there. And the drinks was cold in my hands. I didn't have a proper grip on them. I didn't want to drop it on the floor and bust it open and all kind of crazy shit. So I just sat them on the counter and I waited. Then they had these two older ladies in front of me. I'm like, I mean, older, like grandparent old. And they was paying for their shit. And they had cash. But since they old and fingers don't move mobily like they need to, they freaking nimbly bimbling all through their goddamn purse and coin purse trying to get the change and exact change because, you know, old people got the exact change for everything. So I had to sit there and wait behind that shit. And I'm like, fuck my life. Finally get to the register. Dude come out the back scene. The line was getting pretty long. He's like, here, I can get you over here. I was like, yes. I was like, dog, before we do anything, can you break a $100 bill? He's like, sure, I could do that. I was like, second question, do I need to buy anything he's like nah you good and I was like cool thank you appreciate it very much and he's sitting there he's like yeah no problem he opened up the register and everything giving me some change and I was like hey man you look like a trendy young man uh do you listen to podcasts by any chance he's like oh yeah I listen to like Kevin Smith and uh you know pretty much all the stuff he does and everything um, I listened to, uh, this Dungeons and Dragons podcast and everything. I was like, cool. I actually know somebody that's about to start a podcast about Magic the Gathering. Shout out to Cody Bronson. And, um, he's like, yeah, yeah. So we was chatting back and forth. So I reached back in my pocket, had some of my handy dandy business cards. I was like, well, hey, since you listen to podcasts, I have a podcast. Flipping the business card and everything. We exchanged a couple more words and everything. Give him the dap. High five, you give me my change, and I'm back dodging traffic, getting it back across the motherfucking highway. Now, I got the change for a hundred. But <laughs> stupid me, the total was seventy one dollars. So I didn't get I I needed more change. I needed to break a twenty so I can get like some tens and fives and ones. So I cause the dentist office takes cash. But they don't have no change to give me back. So alright. I duck and dodge across the highway. I get back to the fucking Starbucks. I'm going in reverse order. I was like, hey, man, I need some change. Now, this wasn't the same dude that was there when I went in the first time. So this motherfucker was like, oh, I'm sorry, man. I can't give you change unless you buy something. I was like, you son of a bitch. And then they didn't offer a military discount either. So I had to buy me a piece of banana bread and shit out the goddamn the little dessert shit get my change for my 20 walk back across the parking lot go to subway pay for my sandwich then i go back in the dentist's office and i pay 71 dollars exactly shit all that stuff to make sure my kid is squared away in the mouth region with the braces and the dental stuff some bullshit so i could have lost my life and my subway sandwich behind 
motherfuckers not having no change and shit. And goddamn Wells Fargo ain't got having their goddamn electricity shit squared away. Motherfuckers. Whew. Anyway, shout outs to homeboy at the CVS for giving me the change. I should have got his motherfucking name. Uh, if you're listening, thank you. I appreciate you. Uh, you didn't have to give me that change, but you did. And I'm glad you did because I would have had more woes I would have went through without it. And speaking of uh, shout outs to random people, shout out to the um, server at Buffalo Wild Wings last night. Uh, she, she gave me some, uh, fried mushrooms from Buffalo Wild Wings and I, I pitched my podcast to her. I was like, you look hip and trendy. That's what I do with the young folk. Uh, you listen to podcasts? I was like, yeah. I was like, here, here's a card. I said, hey, if you flip it over on the back, there's a number to a voicemail. And if you um, leave me a voicemail, I'll play it on the show. And she's like, word, for real? She, she didn't sound like that, but I'm, you know. And I was like, yeah. So thank you. Appreciate the fried mushrooms. So I didn't get her fucking name either. So thank you, Buffalo Wild Wings server, for giving me food and taking my card. You might have threw it away after. I still haven't got the voicemail from you. I'm going to give you another day or two. But uh, I appreciate all these people. It was a win for me. I got change and I got fried mushrooms. But enough of that. Got my guess. <laughs> uh, served with him uh, back in the day. Now he's out. He's doing music, which when we were serving together, when we was working together, I didn't know this motherfucker did music. I had no clue or whatever. But um, I'll let you. Well, I'm not going to let you. I'm going to let you listen as he tells you about him and how he got into music the Marine Corps, so on and so forth, and things of that nature. On this edition of the Random Ramblings with Rob podcast. All right, good to go. All right, let me just adjust some things. All right. Oh, by the way, so what do I call you now? Because I'm only used to status art. So, I mean, what do I call you now? <laughs> uh, shit, uh, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> Works for me. You, you, you just shorten it up now. <laughs> you just drop the staff on and just go with the Rob. There you go. <laughs> oh, oh, man. You still Gordon. I still can call you Commissioner Gordon. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Gordon, Tony, overdose, it don't even matter. Shit. Shit. So what you been up to, dude? Uh, music and other than that, since I've been out the last two years, I've actually been trying to find work, but that ain't been working. So all my time is going into music. Matter of fact, are you familiar with A3C by any chance? Familiar with what now? A3C. Well, hold on. We're getting some feedback. What about you, man? What have you been up to since you retired? A whole bunch of nothing. Respect it. Yeah, this is damn. I get up in the morning. I take the kids to school. I fucking clean up the house. I cook some foods, and <laughs> everybody come home, and then it start over again the next day. <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds like the good life. Yeah, I mean, I was t- talking to my wife about it yesterday. She was like, "How do you like staying at home?" I was just like, "It goes by pretty quick. I wake up in the morning, I drop the kids <laughs> off, and by the time I like actively get into anything, I mean, they walking, yeah, all walking through the door again." <laughs> so I was like, it's like I don't have enough hours in the day. I, 
man. Cause you ain't got to get up at four o'clock in the morning no more. <laughs> nah, hell nah. I mean, sometimes I go to sleep at that time. <laughs> right, right. That's oh, life. Man. Like fuck it. Once I drop them off to school, I'm just going to go back to sleep anyway. So, <laughs> oh shit. But I haven't but- even been doing that. It's just like I'll get up at a uh, six thirty, take the baby to school. Then come back, take my son to school because they can't ride the bus. They live less than a mile away from the school. And then they got an hour difference between the time they they go to school because the school is so close together. Mm -hmm. So then I go drop them off. And then by the time I get back here, it ain't even nine o'clock. I was like, I could go back to sleep. But then anytime I try to do that, like lay down and relax, I got to go do some shit. Somebody calling me. I got to go pay (laughs) this. I got to go do that. And I was like, fuck it. I just stay up. (laughs) <laughs> and then when the nighttime roll around and shit, I can't go to sleep. I'm just like, fuck it. I'm just stay up. <laughs> oh, man. Now, what you were saying about the other thing? Do I know oh. what? I was asking if you ever heard of the A3C. No, nah, what is that? Okay. A3C and South by Southwest are probably two of the biggest uh, music conferences in the entire country. Okay, I heard about the uh, South by Southwest. Now, South by Southwest, there's a lot of networking going on, but mainly performances, right? Yes. A3C, which I actually think is bigger than that, it's performance. It's like about a week long. It's performances, networking. You have uh, industry officials doing a panel so you can like ask questions on how to get out there correctly. I mean, this is probably the best way for somebody as me as underground to go walk up to Jay-Z or, you know, Diddy on, you know, some we equal people type level. Say, look, I want to learn from you. Here's a business card. If I can get a contact from you say, as well, yada, 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 yada. But anyway, that's happening like the first week of October. And that's probably going to be one of my biggest things this year is being able to attend that. Now, I'm not like performing or doing anything like that. I'm strictly networking. Yeah. However, I have a friend of the family that's a producer. I'm not sure if you ever heard of DJ Toomp. It sounds familiar. He put on, he's the reason T.I. got put on. Okay, um, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you now. Okay. Well, he's been a friend of the family since, like, I want to say for at least the last 12 years. So I've known him since I was at least 14, right? Okay. While I was out of town, when I told you I was out of town with my dad helping out with the baby and whatnot, my mom, him, like I said, they've been a friend of the family. They've been dating off and on for those that same amount of time. Anyway, so she gets to talking to him about my beats, which he knows I've been doing this for a while. She gets to talking to him about uh, my, my rapping, which I only do that for fun. He doesn't know anything about that. Yeah. Anyway, she's talked to him to the point where I don't know if it's going to be before A3C or if he's going to like surprise me at A3C and just force me to get on stage. Do it. But I'm hearing that I'm going to be showing him my beats. Don't know if it's going to be in public or private yet, along with uh, spitting some music for him. Don't know if it's going to be in public or private yet. Spit hot fire. <laughs> You're going to be one of the top five rappers. Die line, die line, die line, die line, and die line. <laughs> now, I'll say this. For me... I think I got plenty of improving to do, but when I spit around other people, I keep hearing the same thing. Why the hell don't you hop on a microphone? Really? I don't want to be a rapper, but I keep having people tell me, get on the damn microphone, spit on your beats. Yeah. So maybe later it will happen. I don't know. I mean, if, you know, they think you on that level or whatever, I mean, why don't you damn do use that to get your foot in the door and then damn, you can just kind of network off of that. You know what I'm right. saying? You get what on I've a couple tracks and be like, hey, homeboy, I also got these hot beats. <laughs> right, right, right. Which, I mean, once the A3C kicks off, or honestly before that, 
I might go ahead and like at the very least maybe take three of my tracks and spit something over them just so you know to give other artists an idea of what they can do. That way, when I go to A3C and I'm handing out business cards, handing out you know free beat mixtapes just to get my name out there, they can also get an idea of what's going on with you know what kind of style I have if if they ever need like a songwriter, or ghostwriter, or something like that. Sweet. So like you write music as well. I mean, I know you say you rap, you know, besides doing the beats or whatever. Just like I mean, you're not wholeheartedly into the rapping thing, but like you write shit. Oh yeah, I've been writing music since what at the very minimum. Seventh grade, maybe? Like, matter of fact, do you remember back in the day, uh, Corey had that song, uh, Hush Little Lady? Uh, Hush so. Little Lady, Don't You Cry. I'm going to show you how to have a good time. Back, yeah, way yeah, back yeah, then. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, me and my best friend at the time had wrote a remix of that song. And I mind you, we lost it. Don't know whatever happened to it. But when we wrote a remix of that song, way back then, like, did it for the school talent show, we actually got uh, first place for that. So I've been doing this for a while, ever since that happened. Okay. Oh, man. My bad. My neck's killing me. There we go. Oh. <laughs> hey, it's the only way I got I can get myself mobility now. Shoot. Goddamn. I don't know. Fucking around and get stuck. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God that hasn't happened yet. Well, for those of you listening audio-wise, this motherfucker just did like a freaking neck whip and shit and popped his shit like fucking bubble wrap. <laughs> that popped up on the microphone. Wow, I didn't think that was gonna pop up. Wow. Okay, you got a good microphone there. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> but shit, man. All right, you, you say you've been out for two years. I mean, what what's that been like? Honestly, I'm still adjusting. Um, civilians still get on my nerves. See, uh, I just uh, I just recorded with um one of the guys I used to work with at another unit and he said the same thing. It's just like civilians getting on his fucking nerves and shit. Um, I think my biggest struggle has been, uh, finding Nemo. Basically. Oh <laughs> um, no. Uh, finding a legit or a decent enough nine to five. I mean, I've had, you know, the little odd jobs here and there just to keep money in my pocket, but a legitimate career that I can help use to fund the music. Yeah. It's been a struggle to come by, and I'm—I mean, I'm getting tired of working the minimum wage jobs. You know, the working at a restaurant, which my back can't handle anymore. Uh, I've done what working at a pet store, which um, I was in about a what's it called a legal thing with for a while because uh, I became the manager. I was hired on as a manager over there, so I thought it would last for a while. They brought in a new manager above me. He's talking to me one day, and he's telling me, you know. And his time there, he sees that the store needs to be revamped. So he's thinking of, you know, employees that need to be fired, right? Yeah. He literally only named the black employees. Mind you, this is a white Hispanic guy. <laughs> only named the black employees. Huh. So I asked him, about, he's like, no, that's just coincidence. I really didn't mean to do that. So, you know, me trying to look out for these guys who I've been with longer because he's only been there for two weeks. I was there for like three months at a time. Yeah. You know, I went ahead and just warned him, right? Y'all be careful, yada, 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 yada. The very next day I walk into work. I'm getting fired. Yeah. And he had no legitimate reason other than, well, you've been late like two times, which I had. I literally live. Okay. If this is the uh, pet store, yeah. I live literally behind it. So I could walk for three minutes and I'm at work. Huh. It was never a late day, but yeah, I went through a whole little like legal lawsuit thing or whatever um, for a while. Ended up settling out of court. He ended up getting fired. I, not like I got paid or whatever, but I mean, I was fine with him just being out of the uh, company and can't work there again. Yeah. But yeah. 
So, well, um, have you considered selling drugs? <laughs> so, I, listen, I mean, that's how um, that's how Fifty and all them did it. Jay Z, they, they were selling drugs, so they say. Tell me how your life is going on over there. <laughs> Shoot, I ain't answering that question. <laughs> no, um, shit, man. I've I've been out since fucking shit. When did I start leave terminal? Fuck, I don't even remember. It's been like two months. <laughs> oh man, I just like officially fish officially retired on the first of the month. So yeah, I ain't got my <laughs> retirement pay yet. I'm still waiting on that shit, but. <laughs> They're waiting on my disability pay. It's been two years now. I, I, they just called me uh, two days ago to set up my appointments and shit. So I got to go get looked at. You're lucky for me. Well, I guess I'm not telling. Wait, I'm waiting on the appeal stuff now. Yeah, uh, yeah. Went ahead, did everything. It took from two years for them to finally give me an answer. I got denied for everything. So now I'm having to go through yeah. jumping through hoops to get this appeal stuff done. So that I can get my money. I've got my Uncle Sid, who's also prior Army, helping me out. And one thing I like that he told me was that uh, once I do get, once the appeal does go through and I get approved, at least I'll be getting back paid for those two years yeah, I haven't been paid yet. Exactly. So, I mean, that's going to be a nice chunk of change. Right. So, you right. can fund all the musics. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's why I'm like, look, if I can't work, pay me for my freaking back and my neck and whatnot. Shoot. I mean, what happened to your back and your neck? Did you slip, right. did you slip and fall in convenience store and you was gonna sue for one hundred and fifty thousand dollars, but you was gonna sell out of court for uh, twenty bucks? <laughs> <laughs> um, what happened was, uh, as soon as I got to the unit, I want to say not even two weeks later, I got put on the boat alligator thing as a oh, yeah, 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 yeah. One of the hardier insurgents, basically, right? So I was the guy that got to get his ass kicked every day, four or five times a day for, what was it, two months or something like that? Two, three months, however long I was gone. By the time I get back, I mean, I'm already hurting, but I'm like, you know, whatever, whatever. I, mean, I ain't going to let no pain bother me. I go straight to the rifle range. So I'm gone for two more weeks, right? Mm-hmm. Or something like that or whatever. Anyway, how about I cannot stand, get in the standing position, kneeling position, or the... Uh, the prone. prone position without some type of pain, like to the point, like I just couldn't focus my rifle. Shit. I finally go to medical. They tell me that both my shoulder blades are torn. Sweet. Spine's out of line. Um, at the time, I was developing arthritis. Now it's been considered severe degenerative, degenerative arthritis. Man, you got the hookup. Oh, and that's in my neck. And as of lately, uh, from the VF, and that's in my lower back to my lumbar, or whatever that's called. Sweet. So yeah, I'm I'm nice and damaged. <laughs> Basically, my entire back. Oh, and I've heard that. Uh, well, not heard, but well, they also told me that I have, if I didn't say it already, I have some type of nerve damage in my back, to where I guess sooner or later I won't be able to even feel the pain because like my nerves are dying or something like that. What the? I mean, fuck? I don't know if I'm saying that right, but yeah, they they uh, I got some work put in on me. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, that's not good. <laughs> and then uh, when it came to the VA. I got disqualified because even though they have every single medical document that I was given, they told me that I can't prove that it happened in the Marine Corps. Okay. <laughs> right. But then again, Atlanta's VA, I know I'm saying this, you know, on the podcast and it's going to be heard by everybody. Oh, well, oh, well. But Atlanta's VA has probably the worst reputation in the entire country. Sweet. 
Well, I'm glad I didn't go there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But shit. I mean, all right, you got out two years ago. I mean, was it medically or just you thought it was time to go? I thought it was time to go. Got out early to go to school. There's a school in Atlanta called SAE, uh, Studio of Audio Enge- uh, School of Audio Engineering. So that's where I went. And I was happy there for about four months. And my injury acted up on me. Like It hadn't bothered me for about a good while since I've been out. But 20, uh, yeah, I want to say around August 2014 is just when I started. So maybe November, December of that same year, I started having trouble with my legs. And uh, with the school, they have, like, they're very lenient on their tardy policy. Like you can be late for two weeks straight. I'm sorry, you could be absent for two weeks straight before they finally remove you. So yeah. you have up to 14 days. You just don't have to show up to school. Okay. For me, it was about two, three days. I had called out and I was like, you know what? I'm not trying to let my grades slip. I want this too bad. So I tried, you know, going to school. I ended up having to leave early because I was having, you know, more problems in my lumbar. The very next morning, hold up, excuse me. Ah, oh, my bad. Mm-hmm. The very next morning, I couldn't get out of bed at all. Like, I mean, I couldn't walk or anything. That ended up lasting for about a good month and a half. So the school had to withdraw me. And I'm still working on getting back to that school. But it's such a private college. Yeah. And I mean, granted, they have, you know, different campuses in different states. But it's such a private college that once you get uh, withdrawn from one or fell out of one, which technically is what I did because I wasn't there, the only way to go back to that school is to attend another state. So for me to go back to this school, I either have to go in uh, Miami, New York, Chicago, L.A., or Australia or London. So when we go to Australia? <laughs> right. <laughs> once that money comes in, shoot. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, I mean, once that money comes in, I mean, I've always wanted to move to L.A. anyway. So to me, that's an excuse to move out that way with the right amount of money, get my place, uh, get back to school, you know, make the grind happen somewhere else. And I'm sure Los Angeles wouldn't mind having a, guy, a producer from Atlanta with Atlanta sound, you know, adding to their West Coast sound. OK. You don't think that cost of living going to tax you a little bit? Oh, it's going to hurt. But I'm uh, I'm, I'm going to find me a couple roommates if I need to. <laughs> We're going to live like a whole bunch of Mexicans or something. You know, about 12 of us in a two-bedroom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sleeping bags and everything. Shoot. What the hell? What should I mean? <laughs> you said it was, uh, you thought it was time for you to go. I mean, what led you to that conclusion, man? Um, What led me to it? I think, honestly, once I found out that SAE finally had their accreditation, when I was 17, they didn't. So when I found out that they did, I was like, you know what? I'm still kind of young. <laughs> Let me take advantage of this before I'm an old head trying to get into the game, and there's no point. So I just took that as, you know, I've got the discipline I felt like I needed from the Marine Corps. Let me go ahead and use it. And my body told me otherwise. Hmm. But yeah, to the, after that three and a half years, like, you know, it's time. I'm ready for this. Time to go get successful. And yeah, nope. Okay. So you got served. <laughs> Yeah, for for some reason, my mind likes to do everything the hard way. I mean, I ended up, you know, I end up succeeding at some point, but I think everything I've ever done, I've done the hard way. Hey, that's the best well, way to do it, way I guess, right? That's Say what, again? I said, that's the best way to do it, right? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you get more learnings out of it. <laughs> you might get more learning out of it. It's not the preferred way, but yeah, yeah you get more learning out of it. <laughs> oh, man. Well, shit, they even backtracked before that since, I mean, you you figured out when it was time for you to exit the Marine Corps. What brought you to the conclusion that you needed to join the Marine Corps? 
All right, so my whole family, my entire family is military. It's either Air Force or Army in my family. Um, I fought it my entire life. I said, I'm not going to be a robot. I'm not going to be one of the ones that joins. I'm just, I'm not, I'm not for it. No, I won't be the military guy. I'm not continuing the tradition. I mean, it even went to the point like when I graduated high school, I already had Marine Corps calling my phone. I'm like, what the hell? How do y'all even know who I am? What's going on here? Because <laughs> we know. <laughs> All right, so, you know, I already said no as many times as I could. I actually joined up with a team way back, you know, right after high school for music. Uh, once again, you know, still doing producing and songwriting. Had another producer on the team that I was learning from. We already had like three artists. We didn't have like an actual name, but it was like a good five of us. We had a, you know, strong little thing going on. And we've been working for, you know, we've been working with each other long enough to where we all saved up about $5,000. Went to this uh, event where we met a private investor who's going to help us, you know, get an underground label running. Yeah. You know, we all we put in about a good twenty five grand. Gave it to the guy to help us get this thing started. Dude disappears with our money. Sir. Still they haven't heard from him. Don't know where he is. So we were like, you know, at the time we were like, you know what? Everybody go their own way. Try to rebuild. If it's meant to be, we'll come back together. We'll start this again, right? Yeah. Well, after that, like I just went into a, I don't know, like my mind wasn't right as far as like you know how that happened. I mean, how do I explain that? Yeah, my mind wasn't right. I just couldn't get everything rocking the right way. I got to the point where I was literally drinking, smoking, popping pills on my mama's couch. And I was like, you know what? This ain't the life. So I got off my ass, went downtown to the first recruiter I saw. And I was like, you know what? Air Force ain't going to happen because they probably never there anyway. <laughs> Navy, yeah, I'm not down for being on a boat for four years, which I thought that was what was going to happen. I said, Army's way too soft and there's enough Army in my family. I'm like, you know what? Marine Corps got the challenge. Let me go talk to them. As soon as I started talking to the guy, I never turned my head back. Sweet. Only thing different was that uh, I thought I was going in for aircraft maintenance. Didn't realize my recruiter tricked me into administration. Ha ha, you got served again. <laughs> <laughs> Funny how that's a recurring uh, thing. Yeah, huh? I, was, I was just like, I, it's, it's a theme. <laughs> like I said, I always learned the hard way. Yeah. But, I mean, I'll say this, being an administrator, as corny as that MOS is, I think, you know, it made my resume nice. Now I just got to get one of these fools out here in the civilian world to hire me and stop, you know, being scared of the word Marine. Yeah. Oh, man. But, uh, yeah, I I just joined because it was the hardest challenge, and I love a challenge. I wanted something, you know, out of it. And uh, the way the recruiter talked to me, he was like, you're either going to get stationed East Coast, West Coast, or overseas. Versus how I think any other branch you can get almost any state or something like yeah, that. Yeah, this is crazy, right? <laughs> I really thought like, you know, well, I'm already on the East Coast, so maybe I'll get Japan, maybe I'll get California. Like, all right, I really want California. I go to MOS school, first find out I'm an administrator, so I'm not even going to Florida for training, which yeah. I kind of chose, I'm not even going to lie, I chose uh, aircraft maintenance, right? So you can be down in Florida. <laughs> right, because like when the guy said, yeah, it's school for a year, so like my head was like, okay, Florida for a year means I get to see bikinis and titties all day. <laughs> Hey, who wouldn't want that? <laughs> I mean, that was my thought process. Yeah, nope. Got served again. Went to North Carolina for MOS school. <laughs> um, and you know how it goes there. It's a high, you know, the top of your class you are, you get to choose your duty station. Yeah. So I wasn't at the top of the top, but I wasn't you know, at the bottom either. But basically, by the time they got down to me to, for me to choose my duty station, nothing was left but North Carolina. <laughs> so I was like, okay, well, I already know where I'm going. So yeah, 
served and then served and then served again and then served again, then served some more. Then I got out and got served again. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, see, you said you was on the, um, already on the East coast. I mean, where are you from originally? I never really got into you with that. Okay. Well, born in Seattle, Washington, but I've been in Atlanta since I was three. Okay. So yeah, never, um, let me see. Oh yeah. And I've lived pretty much every state on the East coast, except for New York in Maine, in Florida. Okay. I mean, well, because your father was in the military or whatever? Not even that. I mean, he got out when I was about somewhere between three and five, and that was mainly West Coast stuff. That's that's why I was born in Seattle, because that's where his last station was. And I don't know why he chose the movie Georgia. But uh, no, we just, my family's always moved like every three years, and it's just been all up and down the East Coast. <laughs> I guess that's what he used to, right? You go to a duty station, be there for three years and move, be there for three years and move, be there. I never thought about that till just now. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> makes a lot of sense now. That's that damn programming. It's like, uh, uh, I've been here too long. I got to leave. <laughs> Let me see. He's been out of what? The army for 20 something years now. Well, if I'm 26, then he's been out for the, of the army for about 23 years then. And yeah, he tells me all the time that his habits, because he was in it for about eight years, he still hasn't broken them to this day. I mean, like what? Like the way he down with the times he get up and all kind of crazy shit like that? Time he gets up, his mentality as far as how things need to get done. I've noticed that, well, for me, it's, you know, I guess I'm still working on some things. But for him, like I said, he's been out for 20 years. He still stands at parade rest when he's like just chilling. All right, he 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 was knee deep. I ain't. <laughs> I mean, when I was over at you know at the house for the uh, helping out with the new baby and whatnot, he's waiting on his uh, new baby mama, you know, to get the dinner ready. But he's hungry now, so he's standing in the kitchen at parade rest, just staring at the stove. And I'm just like, pop, 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 go sit down somewhere. This is that shit ain't gonna materialize, homeboy. You staring at it ain't gonna make it cook. Right? <laughs> like, mind you, like. Now, the crazy thing is he has the demeanor of, um, I'd say, a gunny or a sergeant major. Like, he just has that demeanor of, like, somebody, you know, you know, not even, like, a regular gunny, but, like, a pissed-off gunny. That's his demeanor right there. <laughs> but the dude wasn't more than a damn sergeant. Like, yeah, I think he just barely got sergeant when he got out. I don't know. I don't yeah, know. He sounded like he was really into it. I mean, like, shit, standing at parade rest for no apparent reason. I I had a hard time doing that well, while I was in. <laughs> Man, look, I'm 26 now. Like, there, there, we had a little bit of altercation at the house, a little bit of drama because, uh, you know, my little brother's not really getting along with the new step family that's coming in and whatnot. So I had to break up a fight and everything. I'm trying to help them, keep them from getting in trouble. Possibly, he's yelling at me because I have my hands on my little brother. You know, I'm trying to separate them, right? Yeah. So all he sees is that little brother's mad, uh, soon to be stepbrother's crying. My hands are on both of them, so it's automatically my fault. You know how this perception is reality. <laughs> yeah. So he yelled at me like, "Why the f aren't you at parade rest already?" I'm like, "What? <laughs> what? Like, first of all, I'm an adult now. Secondly, we're both out. What do you mean? Why am I not at parade rest?" <laughs> so yeah, me. So hey, homeboy, we need to talk. Yeah, preferably over, as he'd be like, preferably <laughs> over a weed brownie or some drinks. <laughs> but we need to talk. For real, I like. When he said that, like I'm, I'm so dumbfounded, right? Like I'm trying to fathom what just happened in my head. I'm trying to get words come out of my mouth. I can't figure it out. 
So the only thing that came out of my mouth, because I don't know if my like my mind just went back to the Marine Corps or what, but I'm just like, uh, yes, sir. And I automatically went to Beret Rest. I just couldn't figure out what the heck just happened. <laughs> you know what? Pops was always crazy when I was a kid. I mean, I used to give I when I say I got beatings, I was lucky if it was just a belt. Yeah. Alright, so like my mind just went back to, you know, old school pops. And I'm like, you know, when my back's jacked up, I really don't want to feel like getting my butt kicked in front of my two little brothers. So let me just do this right here, and I'll handle it with him later on. Yeah. Hey, man, that's how I used to work on the Marine Corps. Motherfuckers coming there, talking all that fly shit or whatever. You'd be like, <laughs> aye, sir. And then now, as soon as that, that motherfucker leave, oh, you motherfucker. <laughs> well, what it, what it used to be off of uh, Friday? Oh, yeah, I got mind control over Debo. He, he, I be listening when he talk. When he, when he leave, I start talking again. With something exactly. Like that. <laughs> Oh man, that's exactly how it be too. Like, yep, mm, yep, whatever. You, mm, shit. What the fuck? That's why you. <laughs> well, shit. I mean, you say your pops was in for like eight years. I mean, obviously, I mean, it had some kind of impact on him or whatever. But well, I mean, what led to him getting out? Me. Uh, once I was born, he said he was already in his last. Enli- he already said it was his last enlistment, and then he decided it was really time when. Uh, his the last appointment he could have gone, he wasn't able to. Yeah, uh, he said uh, about a good eleven of his military friends did go on that deployment. Only two came back. Oh, okay, I, I can see it. I can see the cor- correlation now. <laughs> right, he was like, you know what? I'm officially done because I'm not trying to. He, he didn't get to grow up with his father. Yeah, He's, those situations are like he wasn't going to give that you know situation to me. Okay, I got you. I, much respect. Right, right. Shit, I mean. I'm done at 16 years and I got a, my, my oldest is just about, this has been alive as long as I've been in, <laughs> and, you know, and it's just crazy. Cause like, I look at you, I was like 16 years of you, <laughs> Man. but shit. I mean, that, that's just fucking crazy. All right. You said a new baby. So that's your pops. Mm-hmm. You 26. What's this new baby? What, what's going on here? You got a young baby mama. I don't know how old she is, but I wouldn't put her older than 35. Hmm. I feel like she barely got 10 years on me, honestly. <laughs> Mind you, Pops is about, what, a couple years from 50? Oh, okay. I mean, I don't know how, but look, I'll say the one thing about Gordon, one thing about our family, oh, so we could pull a bad broad, no problem. <laughs> That's one thing, like, matter of fact, if you lived on the East Coast, I might even ask you, like, my Uncle Gilbert, right? Now, mind you, this dude, sorry, he's been mistaken for Tay Diggs. So he had to grow out his beard because if, without a beard, he looks just like Tay Diggs, right? Okay. And he's always used that to advantage. He's got like a little modeling career going on, this, that, and the third. This dude has about 11 kids going up and down the East Coast. And that's 11 that we know about, all right? Fuck that couch. But, <laughs> but for real, for real. All right, so my dad, my cousin Chris, Gilbert, they all, you know, and a few other people, Beast, Scotty, all them, they all had like a, you know, a legit gang back in Connecticut when they was kids, right? Call themselves the committee. Yeah. Anyway, there's one day we're going like a family trip. We're driving from Maryland down to North Carolina. It's me, dad, Chris, and Gilbert in the car, right? We stop at a random gas station. Chris, you know, disappears. He's talking to this female. Another person, uh, some little white girl comes in with little, to, you know, his relative, I guess. He looked like she's maybe like 30, 40, something, whatever. But she was like short type of little. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Anyway. She comes in and she just freezes. I'm like, okay, white girl in here, she's freezing like she's scared. Whole bunch of black folk in this gas station. I'm like, 
we we about to go to jail for nothing right now, right? <laughs> and she goes, Gilbert, Gilbert Gordon. Matter of fact, is that Chris and that's Courtney? It's like, y'all the motherfuckers from the committee. Y'all the ones that jumped my brother my brother about 18, 20 years ago. Okay. We holding I'm, grudges now, right? <laughs> I'm like, stop. We in North Carolina. You talking about a grudge from Connecticut over when they was in high school? Stop playing. But my Uncle Gilbert is known like that up and down the East Coast because he sleeps around that much. I was like, this ain't happening. I always thought it was, you know, some type of, uh, I always thought they exaggerated until I saw that. I was like, you know what, Gilbert, me, me and you, uh, you, you cool and all, but I can't, you know, I can't be in public with you if this is what it's like. Yeah, man. I mean, I, I got three now and then just like imagine, I can't imagine more than the three I got now. I could barely imagine the three I have now. Cause like I had two with my first wife and I was like, all right, I got a boy, I got a girl, I'm done. Then I just freaking, I met my, um, my current wife and, um, she, she looked at me with the doe eyes and everything <laughs> and she was getting up into her thirties. She's like, uh, baby. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, let's see. Uncle Gilbert has 11 that we know about the oldest three, which are his first three boys are all in jail right now for doing dumb stuff. Um, uh, the rest of them, I think are girls that all live with their mama. See, Pops is on his fourth kid. Uh, yeah, fourth kid from our side of the family. But if you include her kids, this is like his sixth kid or whatever. Yeah. Uh, Chris is probably the only one in the family that only had one kid. And you ain't got um, none. Thankfully, none yet. Okay. Your back can handle the process, to, though. <laughs> I had a couple scares in the Marine Corps. I'm not going to lie. I had one chick that sent me a DNA test to make sure the care kid wasn't mine. Thank okay. God it wasn't. And I then remember I that. said, chick, um, <laughs> tell me right before I went to the rifle range that she thinks she's pregnant. So, you know, me and that rifle range, we didn't do too well because I only had one thing on my mind. She didn't tell me that she wasn't pregnant until I got back and I had already, you know, freaking unked. Yeah. I remember that, too. Oh man! So I think you know I got I got started for that one too. I'd say yes. That's that's the theme of this this episode so far. You got served. (laughs) About to say like, watch when I go look at this thing on uh, your channel. It's gonna be called that too. Yeah, that's exactly that's (laughs) you. You named the episode for me. It's gonna be Gordon got served. (laughs) Oh man. I'm just glad I can laugh at all these things now because at the time I was just yeah no. Oh, hell yeah. I, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. If you can't laugh at your past, then something wrong. <laughs> oh, man. You learn from it, then you move the fuck on. <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, um, out of curiosity, since you're, you know, CLR 25 with the rest of us, have you heard about uh, the news about a couple weeks ago? No. Nah, what's, what's going on? With Ickes? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I had Calvin on, Calvin and Wright on here um two weeks ago, and there was a uh, they they hit me to it or whatever. I mean, I didn't like hear from it from them off the bat. I was on Facebook and I seen the news and shit. Same here. And then damn, um, I had them on the podcast and they were just talking about it, and I was like, man, this fucked up. Damn, yeah, wow. I still can't like wrap my mind around it. You know. I mean. I've been in 16 years and this is probably like maybe the third time that something like that has, has ever happened in my unit. Mm-hmm. 
And it's just it's just a sad thing. I mean, and especially how people talked highly about the guy and everything. And I, you would never think you would do some shit like that. And I mean, just to find out that he actually talked to a whole bunch of other people out of it. It's just like, wow. Yeah. It, that's the thing. I mean, that that's one of the things right uh touched on or whatever. And you just like he was on that ledge at one time too. I mean, obviously his was like not I mean because he was on some fucking drugs and shit that they gave him had fucking adverse effects and shit. But yeah, it's fucked up. Especially with, I mean, that's because that's close to home, you know? Right. It's almost along the lines of a family member, you know, committing suicide or some shit. I mean, for me, it is family, man. I just like, wow. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I, I still can't wrap my head around it, man. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, let's go ahead and scoot to the right this way. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to be all over here teary-eyed and shit. (laughs) The music. Well, I mean, when when did it latch hold to you? When when what is your early earliest memories of you and your love for music? Don't remember the name of the song, but if you let my parents tell it, it was uh, Chub Rock is the one that did it for me. Oh, okay, yeah. For me, if you ask, I'd say it was either one of Mariah Carey's songs when I first heard it hit those whistle tones way back in the day. I was like, what the hell is that on the radio? <laughs> or it either had to be that. I just remember like that's one of my earliest memories with music. Or it had to be uh, Jodeci's Come and Talk to Me. Those two, uh, Mariah Carey and that song specifically right there is when I realized I love music. Sweet. Now, what got you into wanting to make your own music? At some, I realized that I liked the sound of the music, the story that the music told itself over the lyrics. And then um, one of my first CD players I ever had, I found out that if you like take out the jack just enough, you can make the lyrics go away and you could just hear the beat. Huh. Yeah. And when I realized I could do that, I would stop any CD I had. I would stop listening to the lyrics. I would only play the beats in my head. You know, just listening, you know, what is the producer saying long before the artist is saying? And then I used to actually grow up writing poetry. So I used to do like spoken word over the music, not realizing I was rapping. Huh. And then like everything, like, you know, just over time, just fell into place more and more and more and more. But as far as the beats go, well, what was the song that probably did it for me? Yeah, I couldn't even tell you. Yeah. All I know is like by high school, by my senior year, I finally figured out I want to be a producer. Okay. So it was just like you heard something's like, you were like, I mean, I can do that or I can do something better than that. It wasn't even that. It was just, I want to do that. Okay. And then, um, yeah, it was, I want to do that. Uh, first, I want to say the first thing I ever got was probably a little, you know, keyboard that you can't really do much with, you know, the little toy keyboards you usually gave your kids. Yeah. So it was one of those things I had, you know, I was making little, you know, music on that. Like I used to play, I actually taught myself how to play, uh, Sammy's Come and Talk to Me. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I learned how to play that on the piano. Uh, when I was in high school, it was mandatory to take a music course. So I, I got thrown into uh, guitar class. Yeah. Now, at first I was like, what the hell is a black man doing in guitar class? You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not going to learn from this. You know, I'm not going to want to be here, yada, yada, yada. It took about 48 hours for me to realize I was in love with the guitar. 
Now, do you remember our Charlie's uh, song, Charlie, last name Wilson? Oh, yeah, that's my jam. My name is Charlie, last name Wilson. Learn how to play that on a guitar. Oh, shit. Yeah, I wish I still had my guitar nowadays, but um, it was the guitar that really did it for me. Like, when I realized, like, I want to make my own own music, it was the guitar that did it. Then I had a friend in that music class that actually had, like, you know, the little drum machine, went to his house, started playing on that. While I had a guitar playing around with that, next thing I know, I have an electric guitar, learned how to plug it into his system and play stuff while he's hitting the drum machine. It's like, it just, like I said, it just it kept rolling, rolling, rolling. And then, man, by the time I graduated high school, I'm over here making beats with friends because I didn't have my own gear, writing song lyrics, uh, getting in those little, you know, those little huddles, rapping with people. Yeah. It was just like, it was falling into place more and more and more. Now, back then, I'm not going to lie, I was whack as hell when it came to bars. <laughs> Like they spit something, they'd be like, yo, Tony, if you don't shut the hell up, <laughs> gonna take your ass to Barney with them rhymes. But now it's funny, like, you know, that's where I started off. You know, it was literally like if the beat was like, you know, ba-dum cha, ba-dum cha, da-da-da-da-da, something like that, right? Yeah. My rhyme would be ba-dum cha, ba-dum cha, da-da-da-da-da-da. Like I had I couldn't figure it out. Yeah. Now it's like I spit something. Hot fire. And I've had people compare me to freaking Kendrick, Eminem, Dr. Dre, and I'm like, you know, I appreciate that. I want to just be me, but for the fact that like, yo, you got like a Eminem or a Tech Nine or you crazy as Kendrick Lamar when you spit. Eminem, Eminem, Eminem. I mean, and had you? I mean, I know you got your beats and everything like that, but had you ever recorded anything for you? Like, I mean, ha- do you have any rap that you have recorded for you know your own songs? Let me see. I might have a video on my phone, but nothing like actually on the microphone because uh, <laughs> as cocky and prideful as I am, I hate how I sound on the microphone. Like to me, I sound worse than, you know, well, I won't say worse, but I think my voice sounds weirder than Easy e does on a microphone. <laughs> you know, like for him, it's what? Cruising down the street in my 6'4. For me, it's cruising down the street in my 6'5. <laughs> like, no, no. I don't know. I mean, the sound has something to do with it, but I mean, it's the content, homeboy. I mean, that's very true too but but like, i don't I need, you know what never mind i I retract that statement because i mean you, have you listened to some of this recent shit that's going on right now <laughs> i'm glad i'm glad you said shit because that's exactly what it is how about the pipity tubby how about the poppity poppity it's getting even worse with these newer cats coming out like the the 2016 freshman club like how oh, you ever that shit that? the only shit the only one that i like out of that was little dicky <laughs> I'll give it to Lil Dicky. Dude's got some freaking wordplay. You know, I can respect him. But these other cats, uh, uh, Uzi Vert and uh, uh, Little Yachty or whatever. Yeah, whatever the fuck. Oh, uh, that I want to say that's probably the was probably the worst part about being with my dad for that week. My little brother and the little nine year old they love Little Yachty. So all day every day, that's why I sing them like y'all don't shut up. Where are my videos on this one? Yeah, but they, yeah, to answer your question, I don't have anything like actually, you know, recorded as far as song goes, but I do have a video of me spitting something. Okay. I just can't figure out where my videos are on my phone. Well, shit, man, you, you can give it, to, get that to me sometime later. We can probably dag on, throw that up on the episode if you like. I'm about to see if I can email it to you right now. Sweet. Okay, yeah, here we are. Right, so here's two different videos I'm going to send you. One is me spitting to one of my old beats that I actually lost because my other laptop crashed on me. Yeah. And then the, uh, the second one you're going to get is going to be uh, me spitting over Eminem's Listen to Your Heart, if you remember that song. Yeah, yeah. 
Eminem and Eminem. I can't stop saying that. Anytime I hear somebody say Eminem, I I heard that stupid shit on um I think it was a Vine or something like that, and they they took the scene from Eight Mile when mm-hmm. he was um had the final rap battle and shit, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, he, and somebody dubbed over it, <laughs> and he had, they showed Eminem when he was on the stage rapping. He's like, my name is Eminem, man. Eminem, 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 and then they had a <laughs> then they had the girl in the crowd just like, oh my god, he fire. <laughs> I had to find that video. That shit was funny as fuck. So anytime I hear somebody say Eminem, I'll be like, Eminem, 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 Eminem. All right, now let me ask this. Uh, what's your email real quick? It or is you... random, R-A-N-D-O-N. Got it. Robcast, R-O-B-C-A-S-T, at Outlook.com. And for those of you listening on the podcast, you can use that email to send me some of your audio content we can feature that on the episode i was about to just i was just about to say that <laughs> see look at that look at that advertising within the podcast right 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 this ain't no goddamn podcast one shit though we're like we're not advertising no alpha brain of me undies or nothing right now not right i'm glad you say right now too because soon enough yep you're gonna be having no commercials and everything too well shit i mean if somebody want to throw me some cash this way i i talk up your shit <laughs> Trying to get sponsored by Walmart. <laughs> hey. I do too much cussing, though. They ain't going to have me up in the Walmart. But then again. Hey, look. All you got to do is get the little bleep button. You'll be good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, question for you. Have you have you been thinking about taking our the random Rob show to, like, not just podcast, but, like, internet radio or anything like that? Uh, um, Like, what do you mean? Like, iHeartRadio or some shit like that? anything like having like you know how they have like the shade room or just thing like that like have you thought about having like your own actual radio show like in the radio so like it's actually like live when it's live if that makes any sense oh yeah like doing the show live and everything i mean i got the means too i have the accounts and the software to do that but like i don't think i'm ready for that live shit yet (laughs) (laughs) i don't think so because i mean it's not so much anymore because like i can remember like when I just started out, cause I started doing the podcast in January mm-hmm. and um, I could just remember all the edits that I had to do. You know, a lot of shit that I cut out from me saying and everything, but like more recently um, in the later episodes, I, I have to do less editing and shit. The only editing I really do is just like, if, um, let's just say the me calling you, I, I press record mm-hmm. from, from then on. As soon as I start the call, I press record. So we've been recording this whole time. And like maybe oh, okay. I'll, yeah, maybe I'll chop off the beginning or I'll freaking, if we have like some audio issues or something like that, I'll cut those parts out. But that's the only real editing that I do. Everything else is pretty much staying there. Unless, unless I say some real stupid shit, then I cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> and I've only had to do that like maybe twice since I've been doing this. So there you go. All right, so I'm sending the video separately. Uh, they didn't want to go to at the same time. They being stupid. So. You're going to end up getting two emails from my uh, music email account. Sweet. At the same damn time. Right. Boom. All right, and they're both going to be called, uh, the subject on both of them is like overdose or something. Sweet business. And that was, is that your, your, your stage name? Yes. So how did, how did you come up with that? Or how was it bestowed upon you? All right, so I actually got it from a uh, Marine Corps. Um, 
So, I mean, you know how it goes. Like, you know, sooner or later, everybody kind of goes to that little rough patch or whatever. Oh, did you try to overdose on that Z-Quill that I was telling you about? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Like, actually, wait a second. That might have been a part of it. All I know is I was going through something, right? Yeah, it was probably that uh, girl yeah. with the DNA test. Not even her. <laughs> no, nah, it was a different chick. That, you know, I won't even say like started, but like kind of induced it or whatever. Yeah. But um, it was going through some stuff that didn't really help out. And um, it was just one night that, you know, we were already having, you know, one of, you know, the little bear's parties type of deals. So I'd already been drinking nice and enough. And like, I noticed that, you know, like the anger started taking over. Like, you know, I refuse to be angry and drunk at the same time. So I'm like, you know, what? I'm just going to go to sleep. Yeah. So I took a little bit of Z-Quill. I'm like, why am I still awake an hour later being drunk and, you know, off of this stuff? So I'm like, you know, what? I think I have a couple of sleeping pills. Let me try those. <laughs> okay i see where this is going <laughs> next thing i know i'm like okay well now i have a headache i'm like you know i think i got a couple painkillers let me pop a couple of those <laughs> and then um so you know still nothing i don't know if it's like just the anger it was just too strong or whatever so i'm like you know i ended up leaving and you know i ended up smoking an entire pe- new pack of cigarettes at night so 20 cigarettes in one night that's a lot of nicotine right there right yeah man um Ended up going to one of my uh, friends' rooms or whatever that was like just playing a little game, you know, just telling me, like, yo, what's going on with you? Like, you look like you turned right now. So uh, that's what was going on. I was like, bro, I'm, I'm going to start calling you OD because all you ever do is overdose. <laughs> so I ended up, you know, kind of just thinking about that one day back in the civilian world. And I was like, you know what? I like that name because, you know, it actually, you know, has a story to it, even if it's not necessarily a positive story. Because, I mean, I really shouldn't be here after all that stuff I did. Yeah. But, also, um, I, whenever it comes to making beats or like my love for music, like I, that's what I feel like I do. I overdose on music. I overdose on entertainment. I overdose on making beats. You know, so if you ever listen to some of my beats, which I didn't even send you like the link to my SoundCloud or whatnot. Yeah. If you listen to some of the instruments I use or some of the sound I use, I use them too much. So I OD on them too. <laughs> no, I took the name overdose. I'm like, yeah, it fits perfectly. Okay. I got you. Yeah. And to go back to what you was talking about, motherfucker. <laughs> we about to have a we about to have a conversation right now. This, this is Staff Sergeant Rob. He didn't came back. We about to have a counseling session with goddamn Corporal Gordon. Look, Hold on, let me get a parade rest real quick. <laughs> motherfucker, when you was talking about you couldn't, you was having a hard time sleeping. I told you about the Z Quill, and what the fuck did I tell you? I told you just to take this shit in little doses. I told you not to drink this shit like it's a fucking lean or mix it with nothing. Didn't I tell you that? You, you did, motherfucker. And, uh, I mean, for, for the first part, I didn't. <laughs> but when I couldn't sleep that night, and you know the little capsules wasn't working, I'm like, you know what? Look, look, look. <laughs> I, man, I, mean, I, I don't, I don't know. It might have been the fact that I had, you know, I used to love drinking uh, the monsters, so it might have been the fact that I had a couple of those that day. It might have been the fact that I would take vodka, and mix it with Gatorade. I don't Dude, know. Dude, you should be dead right now. <laughs> I'm telling you, I should have been like, you know what? I don't know how I'm not, but I'm not complaining. Yeah. So, oh, actually, there's another story that nobody else knows. That's a lie. Maybe a couple people only in the civilian world know. I made sure not to tell anybody this on base. I'm like, I'm not about to get NJP. (laughs) (laughs) But before the entire boat alligator thing kicked off, right? Yeah. I get to the unit and the very first thing I have to do is get, you know, some teeth pulled because I had, you know, some pain in my mouth, right? Yeah. So I had just gotten a new car thanks to Johnson taking me to the dealership that hustled me. Um, yeah, served again. Yeah, you, I, 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 you got it first. 
Thank God you don't have like one of those little sound effect tally mark things. <laughs> Shit. I'm probably add that in later. <laughs> um, but yeah, so got the car, or whatever, and right afterwards I had to go get some teeth pulled, right? Yeah. So I got the teeth pulled, and they gave me about thirty Percocets. You know how it is: take one a day with pain and whatever. So they're supposed to last me a month. Well, new to the unit, got my car. It's a 96 the same weekend. I'm like, I'm not about to be stuck in this room all weekend. Even though I was supposed to be, I just thought, you know, I, you know, how do I put that? I didn't know I was supposed to be. I just thought, you know, it was recommended, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Okay. Like, yeah, I didn't even know I couldn't go to the chow hall by myself. I, I really did not know. But anyway, so I hit up my buddies from, you know, MOS school that were with the, you know, I'm like, yo, check it out. It's a 96. I got this car. We just got paid. Let's go have some fun. Right. So I'm like, you know, I don't want, I want to make sure I'm not in pain. So I popped a couple of Percocets, still felt it. I want to say by the time I started hanging out with my friends, I probably had six Percocets in my system already that day. Dude. <laughs> All right. Yeah, literally six. I was counting that day. So the first thing we decided to do is we want to go to Hooters, right? Yeah. Go, go eat. Now, what, what do you guys do at Hooters? Drink the beer, right? <laughs> so I really hope I don't incriminate myself with this stuff. <laughs> Hey man, but, uh, you done start, already said you done popped all that other bullshit. <laughs> right. But yeah, now I done, you know, had the perk sets in my system. And now I got like three, four, five bears in my system. I'm still behind the wheel of this car. They want to go out party some more. So we ended up like running to a liquor store real quick, bought more liquor just to party with later on. Grab more guys, you know, to hang out with and whatnot. So now I've got seven people in my car. Five in a car, two in a trunk. What? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Beating down Western Boulevard because it's like empty. So I'm like, you know, I could push this car to the limit right now. Decided we was going to go to the strip club afterwards, drink some more there. So decided we was done there, went back to the barracks, started drinking some more there. I want to say by the time our like our whole weekend was done, like by the time Sunday night rolled around, I was left with about three Percocets in my entire body. Fuck that. Don't, don't know how the hell I made it through that weekend either. Dude. But I know that the next morning, because I didn't realize that my buddies, you know, once I had finally passed out, they took the Percocets, you know, trying to have fun or whatever. Yeah. The next morning, now I'm waking up in pain because now my jaw is really killing me. <laughs> got, got a hell of a hangover. All right. Stomach hurting me from all the stuff I got in my system. The next morning, oh, I was so pissed off. Like that right there made me learn my lesson for that up until the whole thing happened, like, you know, a year or two later on. Yeah. But yeah, between those two instances, I feel like overdose is the perfect name for me. <laughs> uh, yes. I couldn't think of nothing else to name you <laughs> other than Commissioner Gordon. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, God. But yeah, like I said, they may not be the most positive of stories, but hey, they memories and they make sense for the name. Shit. Yeah. I've been there. I, I done told many of those stories on the podcast, man. Uh, like me. <laughs> getting drunk at uh, my friend's house and driving to the club, getting drunk at the club and then trying to drive home after that and falling asleep in the parking lot. So, <laughs> you know, what's actually crazy for me is like the night that all this happened, right? We, and now I'm looking for their barracks. Cause it's, you know, it's dark. My vision is basically gone. Right. Cause yeah. I already can't see at night anyway. Cause I'm supposed to be wearing glasses and I refuse to. I, I know. <laughs> yeah. You remember those Coke bottles, right? Oh Yeah. Um, anyway, so I'm trying to, you know, get back to the guys from before we start, you know, the round three, four, the party or whatever. And I actually got put over on base. And I'm like, fuck, I got all the stuff in my system. There's no way I'm not showing it. He's about to really get me. Right. Yeah. 
Plus, I think maybe two of the guys in the car were underage. Might have been the two in the trunk, so they were safe. <laughs> <laughs> so um, you were, so you, hold on, before you finish. Mm-hmm. Motherfuckers, like, when you say in the trunk, do you mean, like, you got the back seats folded down and they sitting in the back? Or are you, they in the trunk with the trunk closed? I mean, there's me in the driver's seat, somebody in the passenger seat. There's three people already in the back seat, so the other two had to get in the trunk. And you rolled off base, like from the barracks to out in town with the motherfuckers in the trunk. So when we went to Hooters too, when we went to Hooters to go eat. They saw me open. People probably saw me opening the trunk. People getting out. People getting back in later on. Did they rotate, or was it the same two the whole time? Same two. <laughs> <laughs> All right, continue with your story. <laughs> well, see, here's the thing: that they're like, you know what, dude? We already know your turn. We choose to be the people that don't see how you drive on your turn, so we're just going to stay in the trunk where we can't see anything. <laughs> okay, so, I mean, if they're going to die, they don't want to see it coming. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, that, I didn't help with that either, but let me finish the story, then I'll talk about that one <laughs> quick. All right, go ahead. But anyway, so this dude has me pulled over, right? So like, sir, I'm going to need you to step outside the car. I'm like, great. This is how it starts, right? Mm-hmm. So he goes, I need you to do a, um, I need to do, need you to do a sobriety test for me. I'm like, okay. I don't think I either had to say the alpha alpha set really alpha the alphabet <laughs> backwards, or I got to do like the whole you know walking in a straight line thing. Yeah, he only has me do a finger test. Literally, just touch your thumb to each one of your fingers back and forth a few times, right? Yeah. So that that was it. He's like, well, I can obviously tell that you've been drinking something, but you're definitely not you know enough to be drunk or whatever. So explain to me why you're driving seven miles an hour in a 35 mile hour zone like oh i'm trying to find their barracks since there's but i can't ask them since they're asleep and i don't know where to go he's like oh it's just that road right there so i'm like you know i just barely got off scot-free with that because the guy didn't want to fully get me or whatever yeah but yeah i I was terrified for that one i mean he he really seemed like he was a well you you know how npr oh yeah yeah they they can (laughs) they can be uh the penis if they wanted to Mm mm-hmm but um, okay, so the guys that were in the trunk, right? Now, like I said, they did. They said that they didn't want to see how I was driving while I was turned, right? Now, remember how I said Western Boulevard just happened to be like empty this one particular day? Yes. So I'm probably doing between eighty and ninety-five on that little strip of Western Why, Boulevard. Why, man? <laughs> because there was look I because had, drinks and Percocets. Say, there's nothing in my head that was letting me think clearly. Okay, that yeah. that was long out the window. Got you. But see, not only am I doing that. I decided to have fun. I just wanted to see if I could make like some cartoonish type of shit happen, right? Yeah. Like, let me see if I can, you know, just enjoy this. So I'm like, the two guys in the trunk, I wonder what, you know, what happens when, like, or better yet, I think my thought was, if the heads hit each other, will I really hear, like, two bowling balls from a cartoon? <laughs> so doing 85, 90 an hour, I slammed on the brakes. Oh, man. And you heard their heads knock to each other. <laughs> Heard him screaming in pain. Gordon, oh, I get out. I'm a, just going off, right? I'm like, okay, well, they're already, you know, want to beat me up, or whatever. So I'm like, you know what? Fuck them. I'm like, you know, I'm already getting my butt, you know, kicked when they get out. So let me just do this a couple more times anyway. Yep, you're about to get served when they get out the trunk, right? Now, one dude we called Vin Diesel because he was, you know, super built, bald head, and light skin like Vin Diesel, right? Yeah. So when Vin Diesel gets out of the trunk, have you ever seen, like, titties on a basketball? Like, if you uh, kick it too much? Oh, uh, yeah. Dude, his whole head, all right? Just lumps. <laughs> all right? Looking looking like... Like a Bugs Bunny <laughs> cartoon and shit. Looking Bart Simpson or just something. I don't know, man. He just lumps everywhere. 
the other dude, like you could just see, like his head was hurting. He had like that's just that big old one on the forehead. Yeah, they're like, you know what, man? Wait, you sober up. I ain't gonna fight you while you messed up because that ain't fair. I'm with you sober up. And I'm gonna kick your ass again and make you wish you had your pills. <laughs> oh man. Oh god. <laughs> the life of a marine. <laughs> right. Oh god. I mean. Like I said, nowadays I'm glad. It, well, I was laughing about it back then too, but sure. Yeah, just probably because you you had no other. You couldn't. You didn't have your faculties about you anyway. You had no. You couldn't do nothing else but laugh. Right. Oh God. Hmm. And then I'm I'm very lucky that right after that happened, I got sent off the boat alligator, so I had time for that stuff to die down. Oh yeah, get away from it. Right. Oh man. I mean, I, I had some good memories though. A lot of good memories and. A lot of fun times that were fun for me only. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But shit, oh. I mean, where do you hope to take your music here in the near future? I'm trying to get discovered as soon as possible, man. Um, My biggest thing is I want to, I'm not, most of these beat makers nowadays or producers are kind of like just working with anybody and everybody that comes along, trying to get your name out there for whatever reason. Yeah. My grind's taking a little bit longer because I refuse to do that. Like I will, I refuse to have garbage on your shit. Right. Like I'm not putting my name to that. Like you know, my name, my beats already have my tags on them. So you know, when you hear overdose on a beat, I'm not gonna have no. Give me a dude that's got a real flow, that's got witty bars, and is actually saying something, and I will work with you. I'll do everything I can to get you heard. But if you coming at me with Fisher Price bars, that's what I call them. Fisher Price. <laughs> Fisher Price. Because they're so damn simple. I'm not working. Like, yeah, there's a dude out in Smyrna where I used to live. I took him on as an artist, you know, early on. Like, he needed to work. He sang and he rapped. Now, I didn't like his rapping style, but his singing wasn't bad, right? Yeah. You know what? You work with me, I work with you, we'll get it popping, right? Yeah. So, you know, we start getting things moving and whatnot. But the dude is. Even though you got me for free beats, like you are my artist, I'm giving you free freaking beats, right? He's still trying to steal beats off of YouTube. And I'm like, dude, the minute that producer hears your stuff, you're getting sued. Because yeah. if these people are smart, they're getting it copyrighted the right way, which, you know, you actually got to go through uh, some government stuff or whatever. You can actually get your beats copyrighted. So you don't have to put them on a tag. You can put them wherever you want. And if you ever hear somebody, you know, use them without selling them, you're looking at minimum 10 grand. Minimum. Man, I'm about to damn download me some apps and just press some buttons. <laughs> but um, yeah, so he wasn't listening and whatnot. So I started, you know, kind of pushing him off more and more. He tried to bring in more people, like to build. To, so it wasn't just me and him. We tried to have like a whole team. We called ourselves at the time Blood Diamond Mafia. Yeah. And, you know, we were doing things like I was getting them beats. They was actually getting some songs recorded. Um, as then did us how they be my soundcloud, and you could like actually take out some stuff there or whatnot. Yeah. But um, <clears throat> freaking these dudes fell off because they were fighting over a female that didn't belong to anybody. She's for everybody. <laughs> My, basically, like, really. Like, and mind you, all these cats are like 20 and above. They fighting like they 16, 17 over a female. All yeah. right. It be like that sometimes, though. That's when I was like, you know what? I just had to step away from everybody. Next thing I knew, like the whole team fell apart. Now they can't stand nobody, you know, of each other. The main artist, or the guy I was originally working with, he still tries to hit me up, talking about, yo, I need your help for this. Like, I'm trying to make my own beats now, but I can't do it. Like, 
if I make this beat, can you clean it up? Basically, what he's saying in his own words is, I'm going to throw a whole bunch of sounds together. Can you make it sound like a beat? <laughs> I'm not doing that. Freaking, but I, I mean, I'll sit there and I'll guide you how to get it, how to get your stuff done correctly. But I'm not going to sit here and just, you know, clean up your work to do your work for you. Yeah. Um, like, you ain't going to shit in my house and have me clean it up, motherfucker. <laughs> exactly. Um, now, dude says that he's doing like a lot of uh, performances now. He has like flyers all over his uh, Facebook and whatnot, which I've seen. But his flyers compared to the ones I used to have when I used to do B battles and whatnot. Yeah. Completely, not even Photoshop, but like he just used a layout app on his phone, plugged his picture over, you know, another picture. Yeah. And then, like, when I realized that this dude was really on his Fugazi stuff, you know, he basically BSing way too much. I happened to go to his uh, Facebook one day. His occupation is Def Jam artist. Huh. He's been saying I'm going on tour for three for about three months for the last year and a half saying that he's leaving in three weeks for three and a half months is there any validity to that or are you just making it up i, w- I wish okay, your people you making, could see my face right yeah, now. yeah I can, yeah you making the sideways face so uh i don't think there's any validity or validness to this how about this like <laughs> like i said he has all these flies so one night i decide he keeps inviting me out to these places i'm like i'm not gonna go here and look you know like a damn fool you know showing up and you're not even performing right yeah. So when I happen to call one of the clubs he's supposed to be performing at, they're like, uh, who, that? who is that? Like, no, the only person we have performing tonight is, uh, who was it? I think Fabulous or something, right? It's like, we have no underground artists performing tonight. I'm like, but this dude has this picture all over your flyer. You're like, you sure about that? It's, it's for tonight. Like, can you send us an email? Can you send us a picture of this flyer? Please? Like, yeah, sure. Like, yeah, we don't know who that is. <laughs> New phone, like, who's this? I'm like, come on, bro. So I like, I don't even bother, like, you know, to entertain it. Like, I think the dude still has my number, but thank you to the new iPhone update. I ain't got to worry about that no more. Yeah, block that shit, man. I got, I got him blocked. I got his receipts turned off. Like, basically, there's no reason or way for him to contact me. Sweet. Well, um, if he listens to this podcast for any reason, I have your contact information on there, so he'll get at you again. <laughs> Yo, homie, you know who you are. If you're listening to this, don't hit me up. Pretty please. <laughs> I'm being nice by not saying your name or anything. Okay. Don't hit me up. You know who you are. Some of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I said it. Be mad at me, not him. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Motherfucker. Over there. Goddamn using that's, that's Microsoft like, Paint. You cannot stand any type of fake artist, yo. Whether it's bar. Ooh, that's another reason I stopped fucking with him. So I go on his SoundCloud one day, right? Uh-oh. Back when like, we were still rocking. Yeah. Here one of his songs that he did with another producer because he had a producer that didn't mind you know, using stolen beats. I'm like, you know what? Do that with them. Don't do it with me, basically. Yeah. One of these songs that he did with the other producer has like half of, half of a verse that I wrote for a song that I was supposed to do with him before all this stuff popped off. Yeah. So dude, dude still in my bars too. Bars. Like, are you serious? You sure you don't want to put that motherfucker on blast, man? No. Nah, Get the no, word I'm, out. I'm going to let him feel like his career on his own. I ain't going to do that to him. I ain't going to do no type of shady, you know, do your dirt type stuff. I'm going to let him fell on his own. Okay. If I got served, he better be getting served too. <laughs> Stu. That's all I got to say. Oh, but, uh, shit. But yeah, man. Um, We go ahead and wind it down right about here. 
And uh, before we go, go ahead and uh, plug yourself. Put your info out there, your Twitter, your SoundCloud, whatever you got that you want to plug. Go ahead and put that out there right now. So what's up, y'all? If y'all didn't know already, the name's Antonio R. Gordon. I go by the name Overdose. That's O-V-R-D-O-S. If you're looking at for me on any type of social media, it's at the letter I, O-V-R-D-O-S. That's Snapchat, uh, SoundCloud, freaking. Actually, no, SoundCloud, I'm sorry. It's SoundCloud slash I dash O-V-R-D-O-S. But uh, my Twitter, my Instagram, my Snapchat, looking for me at I-O-V-R-D-O-S. Hit me up. Let's get some work going on. I got some banger beats for y'all. I got more beats on the way. I got some fire ones I'm working on right now. Let's do it. Sweet. Oh, matter of fact, Rob, if you're looking for beats, like I said, I'm working on some new stuff. So if I could send something your way that you need for the show, let me know. Hell yeah. You got my email. I'll take all the things. Matter of fact, I got this one I'm kind of working on right now. It's uh, kind of reminiscent of Outkast's ATLians or... uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Maybe even they're like a Quemini album. Yeah. Like I got this beat that I'm working on. Like, dog, it ain't nothing but flutes, vibes, and freaking drum. Like that, that to me, that thing is hot right there. Okay. See, this is what I need you to do for me. I had okay. solicited some other artists that had been on the show who names will like be like you mean shit. If you go to the goddamn the episode log, you can see who all the artists been on my goddamn show. Mm-hmm. But sh- sh- you you writing, you do all kind of stuff. I know you don't really rap too much, but go ahead and make me a random theme song for my show. Make you a theme song for your show? Yeah. Give me right. something random, just in that realm. Just I don't give a fuck. Well, you want something right now? Okay. Like, what I'm saying, you want me to spit right now is what I'm saying? You want me to just work on it on my own time as well? Oh, on your own time. But if you want to go ahead and drop something now, I mean, that's fine too. <laughs> if I drop something now, oh, Lord. Yeah, I don't think you heard me spit yet, so let me go ahead and do this real oh, quick. Oh, shit. Exclusive? I wish I had some sound effects on. Let's see what I can... Exclusive! Exclusive! <laughs> Snap, I like. <laughs> I don't even know how well this is going to come out on your side if I play this beat on my side and let it rock, but I guess we're going to see what happens, right? Fuck it. <laughs> do, do, do. All right, man. Let's see if you can hear this pretty well. Can you hear that? All right. Pretty good? Yeah, this coming pretty good. My mouth dry now, so I might be like messing up a few times. Oh, well. Oh, cotton mouth ass. Murder did some with his own machete. Take the blood, put the gas, that's the flame, the Freddy, and laugh. Red bloody mirror from the back. Had a bitch scream with him. Left the face in the tub, taking the blood breath. I've been in up to hell. I better save himself. Put the throne. At the gates of hell is my home. Bear witness to this power I hold. I'm the only man alive with the mark control. See, I'm sinful, maniacal. I'm simply diabolical. Welcome to the mind of evil genius with the lives full of despicable spirits. Have to possess the soul and torture. To a lot to me, yeah, okay, that's your pop up here. See how these rabbit hole go. I take control of your mind with a demonic code. Wrap tighter than a noose on your neck. See, I'm just a bugger, bitch. This fucking thing is fucking rooted shit. I'm trying to get some handle on some Michael Myers shit. Jack the Ripper, hack and slash your stomach open wide and see that's such a pregnant bitch. I'm poor to better. It's in between the thighs. Sit back and smoke a cigarette and watch family die. That's his artwork. Come and play this little murder game. See how long you gonna last of a minus on one I'm so outside of the box. I'm outside of my brain. Decapitation. Everyone all over the place. And every time I leave a room, I sign my name on bus. I ain't wear another. Your motherfuckers gonna learn the name Overdose, aka that nigga that dig a rage. Hopping body parts. I'm leaving them all over the place. Don't call me a killer. I'm way past that. I'm not listening. Violent people shopping. It's crap. 
Same with a riddle, fell in love with the side of your daughter. Learning in a wrong environment from a Clorox bottle. That's the body roll around with the out. The body off and dressed up at your house with my semen leaking out. Mutilation, nigga, please, that's house play. I chop your body up for a live with rattle. Think summer short skinny nigga with a temper. But I got a piece on my hip like a pit bull. Pip dog in the wrong ball. Caught a nigga fireworks the way I make a spark. Oh, that's shit. All I got I'm running out of freaking breath. Oh, shit. Hold on. Hold on. We got to put some horns on that. Let me, let me, let me, <laughs> hold on. Here we go. <laughs> oh, shit. See, man, that was, that was the first for the podcast that we had our first live performance. <laughs> oh, man. That shit is pretty good. I hope, um, when I play it back or whatever, I mean, right. I heard I mean, you, I heard you pretty good. I'll say this: if it, if it didn't come through well enough, I mean, I actually think the, one of the videos I sent you is when I uh, did a video of me doing that same same rap. I cannot talk right now. I'm out of all my damn breath. Right <laughs> yeah, so I don't rap. You served but yourself. <laughs> one of the videos I have is when I wanted to, like, you know, just make sure I knew the words to that shit way back when. Yeah. So you might have that. Okay. Uh, you got another one of me spitting, which uh, the females didn't like the second one a lot more because, I mean, you'll see why. Yeah, semen and stuff. <laughs> even that, not even that. Oh, shit. Well, shit, uh, man. Like I said, I appreciate you taking your time out to chat it up with me and catch up and all kind of junk like that. You've been on the podcast once now. The door is always open for you to come back whenever you want to, dude. Right. All right. I appreciate you, man. I'm going to go ahead and I'm chop this. back and be able to bring some people with me. Yeah, bring some people with you. Oh, man. But yeah, I definitely appreciate you having me on the show, man. All right. Thanks. All right. No problem. Meow. Peace. Fireball. <laughs> and that was the show. <laughs> and that was my guest. You know, it's crazy. I had a musical performance on my podcast. First time ever. Motherfucker hit a freestyle and shit. I wasn't expecting him to do it. Anytime I had a musical artist on there, I never really got a chance to ask him to do a freestyle or anything like that. And he was just willing. He was like jumping out the box to do so. So I definitely appreciate Commissioner Gordon <laughs> overdose and whatever the fuck you want to call himself for taking the time out and being on my show. If you heard, I had to snap back to military mode on his ass for a little bit. Talking about he been drinking on some motherfucking Z-Quill and shit. But anyway, it was a pleasure to catch up with my man and I wish him the best in all his future endeavors. I sound like Vince McMahon firing somebody, but I'm not. So, with that being said, this will conclude this week's episode of the Random Rounds with Rob podcast. And before I go, you can find me on Twitter at It's B-Rob. That's I-T-S-B-R-O-B. You can follow the show for updates and more on Twitter at, wait for it, R-R-R underscore podcast. That's three R's underscore podcast. You can go to my website, at randomrobcast.com. I got some merchandise at the bottom of the homepage. Whatever you buy is a uh, 15% off from now until October 4th. Anything that you purchase goes directly back into podcast so I can keep the lights on or something, you know, something witty, but yeah, if you pay my podcast bills, sweet. <laughs> and man, it's been a hell of a time. Uh, next episode will be episode 40. It's my solo show. It is the one where I give you my progress report 
on episodes one through 40 and how I feel about podcasting, what I'm looking to implement and what I am uh, looking forward to in the future. So stay tuned for that. If you got some voicemails, send them in. If you got some emails with audio files you want to send in, send them toward the email at mail. I said at too many times, but if you want to send me something via the email, the address is mail at randomrobcast.com. I'm starting to use my professional email now. Look at that, baby. Anyway, I didn't ramble enough. I appreciate you listening and I'll see you next time. Do you like child hunger? That's right. You don't. So if you want to fight child hunger, go to www.gofundme.com slash PBP hot wings and donate some money today. All the proceeds go to the charity. And on November 12th, you get to watch the host of the passersby podcast and dev from snake oil comics and shot of history. Eat some of the hottest hot sauces known to man live on Facebook. Help fight child hunger and watch some idiots eat some hot wings. Once more, that's www.gofundme.com slash pbphotwings.